This is the Gore Club Podcast with Steve Vessel, Ace, and Jeff Metal Dave. It's actually from Halloween uh, 2018, and I fucking hate that guy. I'm so glad he died. The dad. Wait, that was a line in Halloween 2018? Uh, oh, I yeah. got peanut butter on my penis. Oh, he said, he said I, I got magic juice on my penis. <laughs> well, the, I added those my were your words. That was not in the movie. It's true. Evil dies tonight. God damn it. They say that movie. They say that something. I finally went to the theater. No, I actually went to theater, and you heard that theater story. It was a, a nightmare. I watched it on Peacock. Oh, yeah. And uh, God, it's fucking awful. It's, no, it's great. I'm going to have to go back and watch it again. I am not <laughs> happy with that movie at all. I hated everybody in the fucking movie. And they brought back all the characters that I hated from the first film. It's great. My buddy, I, so I got upset. a buddy that's watched it like 10 times. He's like, it's the funniest movie I've ever seen. It's fucking awful. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He obviously hasn't seen some of the movies Jesus, we're going to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, oh, well. Hey. We're like, not recording yet. We're not we? recording. We're uh, recording. Oh, Corey, yeah, we are recording. We're recording. Yay. It's recording. the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year. Ba, 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 Welcome to the Louisville Gore Club oh, podcast. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Steve Vessel. I'm Death Metal Dave. I'm Ace. And Dave's throwing daggers at me with his eyeballs. He's singing that fucking Christmas music. You should, what? You should be singing... On the warm side of the door. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote a little poem. This is going to be our holiday episode. I don't know why I did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was the night before Christmas and all through the house. All the monsters were scurrying, including Large Marge. That, that, that doesn't rhyme. Okay. Uh, whatever, man. <laughs> all of the bodies were hung from the chimney with care in hopes that the sexually repressed young Billy from Silent Night Deadly Night was there. Did you check the children all dead in their beds while visions of Herbert West Reanimator made our boners go bad? This doesn't rhyme at all. <laughs> An ace in his dirtbag shirt and death metal Dave having just taken a crap are, are just about to sit down and regale us with Gore Club holiday stories from their past. Let's dig in. I didn't just take a shit. You should have. <laughs> you usually desecrate the fucking bathroom that's, upstairs. That's weird. That was a weird, weird poem. You're a regular yeets. I am. I am. I can't help it. I'm sorry. You did poetry, right? <laughs> no. No, no, did no. Did no. not? I don't know. Lyric writing is poetry. Hmm. That's objective. Well, happy holidays, guys. <laughs> hey. I made everything festive on the table. It is. I even festive. brought out the uh, the sexy... Uh, hard candy. Ha- hard candy, and you can have an orange slice. I don't today. want an orange slice. You, well, he ate no. two orange slices already. I had four. The whole bowl is actually <laughs> stuck together. It's just all one piece now. It's This is the crap that I love as a kid, that your mom and your grandparents or some crazy drunk uncle would have put out on the table during Creepy the guy. Creepy yeah. guy in the van. I tried to find as many of the old ones as I could. Yeah, the creepy guy. Holy shit, Dave. <laughs> the real. This one's brown. I don't know why. But I'm going to eat it while you guys tell stories of your awesome. Don't, don't awesome, eat that on there. Watch me. It's uh, like uh, Christmas just, candy corn. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. It's, it's awful. just been passed around from people to people over the years. Well, you never know what you're going to get. Is it like a licorice flavor? Is it chocolate? Is this filled with, uh? That candy's probably as old as I am. <laughs> He said, holiday, holiday memories. Get away from the mic with your, <laughs> with your dirty chewing mouth. Turn that off. Crunch. Ace, do you have any, you have any holiday memories? Holiday memories? Yeah. Um, try to share a positive. I, for years when I was a kid, I was really into the real Ghostbusters cartoon. I like you're going to try to tell yeah. everyone. And for like years and years, I was like, all I want for Christmas or my birthday, any, any holiday, I just wanted the Ghostbusters Proton pack. Oh, the with the toy. squiggly nerf thing with on the, the front. Yeah. Nerf thing. I had the trap that you could stomp on to catch the ghost. 
did not have the proton pack. Doesn't, doesn't do you much good without the proton pack. So for years, from probably, you know, that was on her, like, early 90s. I just every Christmas I'd be like, man, this is going to be the year I'm going to get that proton pack. <laughs> and then when I he was it. 16, <laughs> yeah. he bought his own. Yeah. He's stealing money out of Dude, I pocket. go to the, I go to like antique store. I never got it. <laughs> I go to like antique stores now, and there'll be like a proton pack like in the box. It'll be like three hundred dollars, and I'm like, do I want to buy this part of my childhood back? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, no, nah, just fuck it. Hasla- Hasbro is putting out a new one. It's like fucking three hundred dollars. It's screen accurate. Just get yeah, that one. Yeah, it's amazing. I saw it at uh, the Halloween store during the last month. During the during the last no, month. No, no, this one's not out yet. Oh, okay. Made the it one yet. that I saw, I think it was this beer Halloween. It looks fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, those are cool too. Yeah, sorry, this, this wasn't like a screen accurate reproduction. Probably this, this one. This one was. This was affordable it's for like the four, children. It's Dave. like four hundred dollars. Goddamn! It's it's on their Haslab thing now. So basically, like Kickstarter for Hasbro. They're like, oh. we don't have any money. So if you really want this, you got to pay for That's it. Such bullshit. I did yeah. it, and I got Hero Quest. Whatever. <laughs> I got a board game that I wanted. Let's see. It looks uh, really cool. A holiday memory. Well, I don't want to tell the most depressing one. Steve's like, come up with the seven. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to fucking bring the house down, man. I've seen Gremlins. It's hurting. <laughs> so, one. It's this one was this one was still still pretty pretty traumatizing. So when I was a kid, you know, kid of the '80s, what would be like Transformers, He Man, all that stuff. Man, I wanted I wanted Megatron and I wanted Optimus Prime. Christmas morning, I you get wanted up, a gun in a truck. I, got, <laughs> I opened it. I opened up my first present. There's Megatron. So I got Megatron, and then I opened up another one, and I got Optimus Prime. I was so stoked. Holy fuck you, man! And then my brother was like, "Hey, let's see if he can fly," and threw him across the fucking room, and he shattered into a million oh pieces. My God. Yeah. This is a sad story, Dave. Yeah. This is a sad story. Yeah. You fucking so tricked bad. me. I wish Megatron was fucking real. I would have shot him right then and there. <laughs> oh, yep. oh my God. Yeah, yeah, he just threw him across the room, and he blew up into a mil- million pieces. Holy shit. And the funny thing is, is my parents then, they took away one of his toys, and they just threw it in a closet. Fast forward to about like seven years ago. My mom's cleaning out her closet, right? There's a first edition Snake Eyes in the box, <laughs> just oh in the gosh. back of the closet. That's oh, amazing. Man. Yeah, revenge is sweet. Yeah, I really wanted to take it, but my brother got to it first, so I'm sure he pawned it or something. I don't know. Oh, that's a okay. That is sad. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going <laughs> to be like. Really sad. I opened up the other one, and it was Soundwave, <laughs> and I was like, "No, <laughs> Soundwave ruled, man." Soundwave was pretty cool. He yeah. had a little little dog and a little little pterodactyl <laughs> cassette tape tapes. Player? Yeah, he between had a tape player. my neighbor. Uh, one of the homes that I lived in, we moved a lot, but, uh, my neighbor two houses down was my best friend. And I was like 11 and between us, we had everything GI Joe ever put out. And I didn't mean everything. He had the fucking aircraft carrier. Oh, we wow. had, no, we had it all, dude. It was insane. I had the base. Yeah. It's like the yeah. size of this yeah. table. So like my family wasn't necessarily well off, but his family was doing very well. So whatever I, I, I we'd make a list. And I was like, okay, I'll ask for this. You ask for that. You ask for this. And it worked out. Same thing with He-Man. Snake Mountain, Grey Skull, I, all the fucking ships, everything. And what I couldn't get, I, I was a massive, awful thief. Because my best friend before that told me how to steal when I didn't have any money. And what a fucking asshole. But it worked out. My mom would be like, what you got this week? And I would pour out a whole basket of shit. And <laughs> it's an awful story, but it's so true. Little klepto Steve, just don't let him in your house. He, he might man, leave with all your toys. G.I. Joe, he was the, my neighbor was the big storm, uh, storm I'm said stormtrooper, uh, uh, transformer guy. He had all that shit. I had Shockwave. 
What's the purple gun? I can't remember who actually like looked after uh, uh, the. Uh, Oh my God! Every stormtrooper, every stormtrooper, every stormtrooper, every transformed person is going to kick my ass right now. What's the guy who watches over the planet while they're all gone? He's like the purple gun. Holy shit, guys! No, I have no idea. I don't okay. know, man. I am redeemed because nobody remembers. <clears throat> because after 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 the uh, Optimus Prime incident, I was just like, "Fuck it, give me Ninja Turtles." Yeah, yeah those are awesome too. I was just Ninja Turtles, Batman, and uh, and Ghostbusters I was, when I was a kid. I recently, oh I recently found all my Ninja <laughs> those Turtles. Those Batman toys were awesome. Yeah, I recently found all my Ninja Turtles, and I was going through and pricing them, and holy hell, I'm selling every single one of them. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I kept, I kept, I kept the cards, and I kept, and I would put all their accessories in a bag with them, like a little Ziploc bag, so I wouldn't lose anything. Oh, you're smart. So I have like not me. The nope. Ninja Turtle with all its accessories and a card. Oh man! So you know it's it's not on card, but I was smart enough to do that. That's why I don't open any of my figures now. I still have all my Ninja Turtles and some of that stuff. And immediately when I was a kid, I was just like, "Rip!" Oh yeah, it was like accessories. I'll never need these. Throw them, throw them away somewhere. And never. See and that's them again. what I was banking on <laughs> when I was a kid. I'm like, one of these days, these are going to be worth money because I was I was always collecting things when I was a kid, like. You know, I collected comic books and things like that and, you know, magic cards, and I'd get those for Christmas, too, and I'd just go through them and find the ones that I thought would be worth money, and I'd put them away. Comic books, same thing. Anything that said number one on it, I was buying that shit. I did that in the 90s, but then you do realize that everybody did that in the 90s, and it kind of ruined, it ruined the comic. It did. Comic it did. books in it the did. 90s were like... I have all of my comics in the other room, and I still have all the ones my dad gave me. And I can't imagine. I'd like to go through there. I should let Dave do it. He'd be like, "God damn!" I just hear him every once in a while because some of those are actually still worth something if you find the right variant. Yeah. Like, remember, like the Spider-Man comic book that came out, the McFarlane one. He like the gold and the silver, and it's like some of those are still worth money. It's just like when people uh, when uh, Star Star Wars came out on VHS. You have the silver box and the gold box. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, all that little, all that Oh, crap. we were talking about that earlier because they shared the video about oh, the, guy, yeah. so, the guy, the, the guy talking about grading your VHS. And he's like, this Star Wars uh, set was, two years ago, was like worth $200. Now it's worth $15,000. $15,000. And I'm like, stupid. if what? someone wants to give me $15,000 for a fucking Star Wars VHS, go ahead. I'm going to oh, put absolutely. that shit up on eBay. Tomorrow, I'm just going to put it in a little capsule. I'll write 9.0 on it. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I'm doing the same thing that guy's doing, right? Just grading it. Yeah. Anyway. The, the guy, I don't know this guy. He made this video. He's a total jackass. But he was like, what? He was like, a year ago, nobody was even collecting VHS or even cared. And He's probably a Gore Club podcast boomed. fan. And I'm like, <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, a year ago? Like, what? Like, maybe you, like, there's like, like, you go back eight, nine years ago, there's people making like, Full-length documentaries about collecting VHS. Yeah, that, that like, one guy's yeah. been ke- collecting Jerry Maguire VHS yeah, tapes since like the early years. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah more. <laughs> There's a format documentary on Tubi right now. It goes from VHS, DVD to Blu-ray, and it's a great documentary. Yeah, but they, we don't need somebody to jump in here in the VHS collector that I am. That is going to be like, I'll grade your, I'll grade your your VHS yeah. for a hundred dollars. I'm like, go Put it in a fuck yourself. Plastic thing here. Is it just all about porn? The, yeah. The documentary? <laughs> it's so stupid. I do have friends that uh, collect big box porn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was at VHS Fest, there was a lot of big oh, yeah. box porn there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, big box. Oh, speaking of tonight, we're doing Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, yeah. The very first one. Speaking live, of porn. Live entertainment <laughs> released. Uh, it was a big box box. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I thought about going through like a little bit of the history of the holiday of like Jesus. 
No. no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Long before Jesus walked the earth, we had like Saturnalia. You had like, Odin uh, in German, like, you know, O D E N, by the way. Uh, you had Krampus. You had so many things. I know people wanted us to do maybe do a Krampus episode, considering that I, I run a Krampus event here in Louisville, but uh, I don't know, maybe next year. It's not that. I, I want to do, I want to dig into the heart of the greatest franchise ever created. I think you're wrong there. I think the, I am too. <laughs> the greatest franchise ever created it seems like a stretch. I mean, there's some good movies in this. There's some Are there? And there's some good parts. Okay, there and, we go. And yeah. Each each one of the movies has something to offer. Something. Yeah, this Laughs. Uh, Oh my god. Think about this. Okay, this holiday has been uh, a source of turmoil for the world over many, many years. I mean, for for decades, for hundreds of years. And it wasn't until, what, 1828 or some shit like that where they changed the laws because of, like, cur- uh, Christmas riots. That's yeah. crazy that kind of shit happens. I looked up all kinds of different facts. I was going to do a huge, long spiel, but let's not do that. It's just over in the Silent Night, Deadly Night. I'm just hoping one day that... We could win the war on Christmas. <laughs> Wait, which side are we on? We're, we're battling every day oh. to destroy Christmas. Yeah, and we're gonna win. <laughs> there's, Fuck you, there's, there's, there's two. There's two kinds of people. There's, there's the person that says Happy Holidays, and there's the other person that says No, it's Merry Christmas. Holy crap. <laughs> I wish Billy would fucking visit those people. Anyway, so this movie, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I heard about it. I heard about it, and it's. Uh, it's about a it's a it's a it's an enchanting tale about a young kid whose grandfather scares the crap out of him. It's <laughs> gonna get you, boy. Dude, that alone, just that one scene. If nothing else happened to him after that, that alone would be justified. If he was like, yeah, he killed a bunch of people because his grandpa said this to him when he was a kid. And I would believe that because <laughs> Santa punishes the naughty. He's like, your daddy told you that, didn't he? <laughs> Between that crazy fucker and Mother Superior, it's a, duh. Of course, Billy's insane. We're talking about Billy Chapman, by the way. Yes. Silent Deadly Night Part One uh, came out in '84, and it's directed by uh, Charles C- uh, what Sellier. I can uh, Sellier. He, he did the Life and Times of Grizzly Adams, another great fucking yeah. holiday movie, by the way. Is Elves? elves. Yeah. <laughs> the Boogans. He did a bunch of like religious films: The Legend of Sleepy Hollow with Jeff Goldblum. The Boogans. He was a producer on The Boogans. And a bunch of paranormal uh, like movies, and then this. Yeah, weird. Yeah. And then uh, he was, was written by Mike Hickey, and I can't really find much on him. He basically he did, did this. Yeah, he did like a restoration on Vertigo, I think, uh, Alfred Hitchcock film, and that's really it. But I mean, you have a great cast, actually. This is a well-made movie that they could have uh, benefited from a better cinematographer, I guess. But yeah. I mean, think about it. The cast is pretty cool. Yeah, cast is good. Honestly, the music and all the score and everything, oh, that's great. Like the, like a lot of that stuff, I thought was music that just existed, but I think it was written for the movie, like that, like Santa's coming. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. thing. Even like the opening titles, where it just comes up and it's like that. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Silent Night, Scary Night. Yeah, and it's like that. <laughs> like that music on there. Like, oh, that's so good. And like, I love that. It was made for uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and it uh, made two point five. That's good. It's amazing That's for a good. very low budget film, not even a million dollars. Yeah. And of course, most people are in the Lene Quigley scene because they even use that in part two. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lillian Chauvin is Mother Superior. Um, she is so terrifying to me when I was a kid. She was in Predator Two. She's in Predator Two <laughs> and She's Universal in, like, Soldier. Yeah. Oh God, I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek, DS9, X-Files, Ugly Betty. Um, she actually passed away in 2008 um, from heart failure 
uh, linked with breast cancer treatments, and it was it was it's fucked. But I mean, she seemed like a good person. But this movie, I, I just wanted her to die. Two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. Man, eighty four. She looked like she was. <laughs> she looked eighty four years old in nineteen eighty four. She's a method actor. <laughs> yeah, and you've got uh, Bri- uh, Ryan uh, Robert Brian Wilson as Billy Chapman. Strapping young lad, he, dude. He's a fucking bodybuilder. I guess they work out. Yeah, <laughs> fucking Jesus. Him and his brother. But we'll get to that too. Uh, let's see. Gilmer McCormick is Sister Margaret. So Sister Margaret actually uh, is was born here in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh shit! I and she lives that. here again. Huh. Yep, she's the one. Shiny... Here she is. Right, she's our <laughs> guest tonight. Come no, on, no. In. no, no, no. She is part of the art scene here in Louisville. Well, that's the last movie she did. I do not. I do not know. No, that was the last movie she did. No, okay. <laughs> that's what it says here. It, it says, could be wrong, it but says it's Death Metal Day. This is the last movie she did. <laughs> this, that, that's it. So I, I thought about con- uh, contacting, trying to contact her and see if she would be just have some fun with this. But to be honest, I was like, she probably not tell me to go fuck myself. Yeah, <laughs> something I did thirty-seven years yeah. ago. <laughs> just call her and say punish. <laughs> She's the one shining light in this whole movie that gives it any kind of heart. Yeah. There's a really unnecessary, like, kind of like rape scene in the beginning. They show that too many times. Yeah. Uh, the how I guess they only have one Santa suit in 1984 because it's the exact same <laughs> one they suit him up in when he goes crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah passing I, around. Yeah. yeah, they just they just had one style. Santa wasn't very stylish. He just had the same suit every day. Oh my god! Well, I went out of my way years ago to try to find a suit just like that, and it's it's nearly impossible. You just have to make your own like cosplay stuff. Yeah. So I was like really, really into it, and then they released the action figure, and those are the best people, I think. Uh, if you're gonna do like me, if you're gonna draw uh, for something for a shirt or whatever, just go to some people who've done who've done all the homework. I mean, they have really went crazy when it comes when it came to uh, making that action figure. Yeah. It's badass. <clears throat> but. Are we really going to talk about selling at Deadly Night One? Let me talk about it a little well, bit. Well, we got to talk I mean, about Ira's Toys, which is probably the greatest toy store I've ever seen. Holy in my life. shit! <laughs> Rewatching that movie, I was like, "That is a gold mine." If you could just go back in time and be like, "Don't touch any of this. Don't open it." <laughs> just put it. In, speaking of toys, yeah, yeah, that that guy would be Ira would be fucking rich. Yeah, he's got the Kroll board game, the Job of the Hut, like the whole figure in the box. Yeah, <laughs> there's a monster makeup effects kit behind there, behind yeah. the cash register. When Billy is getting suited up, he is surrounded by Ben Cooper costumes. Yeah. I mean, completely. I'm like, <laughs> holy like gold fuck! In there. Ones I've never even seen, and I'm a comic. I'm a I'm a costume freak. Yeah. Some of those I've never seen before. Yeah, just just if we could just go back to that that time and just steal all those toys, you know, like like National Treasure, but toys. <laughs> and they got away with that because they didn't have to worry about licensing as much back then. Yeah, they yeah. didn't understand the, how much money was in yeah into that kind of thing. So and nowadays, no, Disney would just be like, "Your movie is over. I will destroy your life." <laughs> There's Castle Grayskull sitting right behind them as they're getting drunk at the yeah. party. And by the way, when, are they going to bring back department store drunk parties anymore, or what? No. Oh yeah. No, the internet's killed all that. Also, the guy Ira, he was—I like him too in that movie. Yeah, he's been in a couple of roles. He—he uh, he shows up like as soon as like Andy shows up, he's like, "I need a, I need a man working here." And then like Andy shows up, or Billy, Andy, Billy shows <laughs> Little up. Little Andy from Toy yeah. Story. <laughs> Billy shows up, and he's just like standing there, and like the dude Ira's just like, "Oh, Billy, oh, oh, Billy." <laughs> he's just like, "Oh, what a... he's what? just like into." It. He's like, "You want to get drunk at this Christmas party, Billy?" Come on, Billy. We do see Ninja sort of set up because we're going to be talking about the other movies in the That's series. True. We don't have to talk about every single thing, but right. the, the gist of it is Billy goes to the orphanage. He's got his little brother Ricky there with him, 
and uh, he gets punished a lot. Man, viciously. Viciously. Yeah, stuff but, that's not even his fault. Like, he just happened to see two people having sex, and he's they're just like, <clears throat> no, no. Beating the living fuck mother, out of him. Mother man. Superior is just not having it. Dude. You fucking you do something wrong, punishment. You get punished. And that, that just fucks him up. And then he eventually one day snaps. Yeah. And he punishes people. But one thing we have to talk about for real is the uh, how this movie was very controversial because you can't ha- you can't have Santa murdering people. Yeah, it wasn't even the first uh, killer Santa movie made. It's not, yeah. but uh, I guess somehow it just got more press than anybody else. And boy, they went to town on this movie like it was The Exorcist. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, in its opening w- weekend, it grossed over a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, in '84. Yeah, that's I true. mean, that's it outgrossed uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street, like which opened the same day on you know, and it holy shit, and yeah. it was on it was on well, that was on fewer screens, but still, it's you know, it was pulled from theaters uh, within the first ten days. So, god damn. Thanks for digging, Dave. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but like people were upset because well, you can't have Santa Claus killing people. It's just like, eh, but can't can't you though? <laughs> yeah, well, yes, they, you can. They did. Yeah. They did. Um, but uh, yeah, there was there was if you, if you go back, you can find like old news stories about Killer Santa. Is it right? Is it wrong? So yeah, the Blu-ray I got has like clips from like newspapers where people had said stuff about it, like how like my child wouldn't even sit on Santa's lap after he saw the preview for this movie. I'm like, really? Is that really? Like- I'm pretty sure they ran it at like 10 p.m. Yeah, they didn't. I, they didn't run it like Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, so. like first of all, why are your kids watching that anyways? Parents, <laughs> we'll blame the blame the parents every time. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they they were they were gonna they were they were going to re-release it. Um, Instead of the original trailer, which was Night Before Christmas theme trailer, they had a new one centered around the whole controversy. Like, you know, it got pulled from the theater. It's that bad. And that, that would have definitely helped. Hell yeah. It's like a video yeah. nasty. You tell people it's a video nasty. Banned in 31 countries. People started lying about their movies being banned in other countries. And yeah. so people would go, well, I want that. It's like putting a, a PMRC sticker on stuff in the 90s. It's like, <laughs> buying this fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, if you've never seen it, Brutal Kills, Linnea Quigley's Kill. Probably the most iconic in the it movie. It is the most iconic. And yeah. that and the the kid coming down the the, the slope. Yeah. The two bullies who steal the sleigh, the sleds from those poor little kids. Yeah. And then one of them gets their head chopped off and he just comes out, punish! Yeah. <laughs> Both those scenes were cut, so if you have the Blu-ray of it, they were, well, they were stored about as good as they could, but yeah. um, the Blu-ray like actually shows like him lifting Linnea up and like it shows the horns like coming out of her stomach like while he's holding her there. So, yeah. like, there's obviously a quality change in between those scenes, but, like, it looked really cool, and there's a lot more scenes of the headless body going down the hill, which <laughs> looks really cool, too. They kind of cut some of that stuff for theaters, but the Blu-rays definitely, if you can get a hold of that, I'd suggest buying it. You should. You should get a hold of that. And you know what you should also get a hold of? Sorry, not that night. Part two. Part two. Eric Freeman, the eyebrows. <laughs> okay, I looked it up. <laughs> I was going to actually do it myself, but you know what I'm going to talk about uh, yeah, the eyebrow acting guy who rivals <laughs> Danielle Harris in <laughs> Hatchet 2, because if you watch Hatchet 2, you can't get away from her her eyebrow acting. And she's actually a pretty good actress, and I was like, what are you doing? 
this one, they, I think it's recorded. He did it 130 times. Yeah, Corey. Yeah. Corey, <laughs> Corey was talking about having a having a having a drinking game with it. He's like, every time somebody overreacts with their eyebrows, I was like, what the fuck are you trying to do? <laughs> You're going to kill. Trying to have a good time. Okay? Yeah, <laughs> Corey's all about having a good time. Nothing, nothing like having your stomach pumped. Yeah. <laughs> so the second one, directed by Lee Harry. Uh, the budget was only two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and it made a hundred and fifty four thousand dollars. It was not a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was not by any means. And if you've seen it, you know why. If you've seen it, it's because you saw the internet meme of him saying "Garbage Day." <laughs> that's garbage the one. Day. They don't even know what that's from. Yeah. And it's like my note was like Eric Freeman. He's <laughs> Rick. Ricky is locked in an insane asylum. He's ready to act with his eyebrows. Yeah. And Ricky is uh, Billy's younger brother. Yes, he is. He got to see uh, his brother being murdered in front of him at the end of part one. And we're going to spoil everything, so just, you know, you should be used to that yeah. by now. This is Gore Club Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we spoil everything. Also, he's uh, telling, well, first of all, the doctor comes in there, and he's like, you can uh, call me, well, I can't whatever the doctor's name is, but you, or you can call me Doc. And he goes, fuck off, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> I just started laughing at that, too. I was like, that's a good line. He's though. dressed up like Johnny Depp from Crybaby. Yeah. Did anybody else notice that? It's, it's such, <laughs> yeah. like the movie's, he's, he's such, so poorly acted that it's great. Okay, so what I read was that they were telling him to overreact and overact. Yeah. So he thought it was supposed to be like a Freddy Krueger character, so every fucking line is supposed to be funny and overdone. And he he disappeared. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, as an actor, and I guess as a human being, they couldn't find him for the uh, the special edition that came out not too long ago to do uh, commentary. And then apparently, one of his friends was like, "Man, they're talking about you like you're the greatest thing ever." More like Troll Two kind of greatest yeah. thing ever. That's a humor about yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, this God. came out in '87 after a lot of the Nightmare on Elm Streets and you know the, that the 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 funny horror film was sort of the '80s funny campy horror film was established at this yeah. point. But that's another thing. It's three years later, but you know, he Ricky's 18 now. Well, yeah, I mean, he aged like nine years. <laughs> And he's 18, but he's, like, absolutely just jacked in this movie. Like, that dude, he like, I would is, not miss man. with that dude. It's like, I know, it's like his shrink looks like David Gale from Reanimator. And the other one was, like, cue the, fir- the, the first of many flashbacks that will take up the majority of part one. Dude, the oh flashbacks. The flashbacks in this movie, like, he's flashing back to, to times where he wasn't even there. I know. Like, how does he remember that? <laughs> oh, right now he's a baby. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I was a baby. I was there. I he watched remember. the VHS. Well, he explains that Billy tells him things, and it's like, oh, Billy shows, like, all of his memories are from Billy's point of view. I get that. But some of them, Billy's not even there. Yeah, Billy's not even <laughs> They're showing the two cops driving around. Billy wasn't there. How does he remember that? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just telling the story. Like, he remembers it. I remember it was like it's yesterday. Those two cops were just driving around, and Billy wasn't even there. Let me tell you about this sex scene that happened. I got, you know, what the <laughs> fuck? Multiple sex scenes. Yeah. Uh, and he's a baby, and he has a flashback of the uh, what happened to his parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they just have to show that in every movie. Like they showed it in the third one too, and they're like, yeah, hey. it's hard. Well, they yeah, it's it's an awful scene to watch because it's it's way too long. Yeah. It's a very static shot of what's going on. You're just like, no, I don't like this at all. My but, next note was Mother Superior, punishment is absolute and punishment is good. That's just yeah. a flashback from part one. Yeah. She's like, yeah. you'll see my methods work. But when, <laughs> when do they? <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. When 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 Ricky goes on this this killing spree, let's just talk about this first killing spree he goes on. The garbage day. 
He walks out and just starts fucking shooting people. <laughs> just gets, well, that's after he like puts the fucking uh, jumper cables in that dude's mouth. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, we let him get, wait, let's go back and do, oh. just a little bit and talk about like, okay, so this movie is very anti-Catholic. Yeah. Part two, especially, it's demented as fuck. It shows how Catholicism, and I know a lot of people who've been uh, through the Catholic system, either in Catholic school, they've actually, I know people who are ordained it's 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 a wild like you hear some of the stories they'll tell you behind closed doors or at a party when they're really sloshed or just yeah. family events because i'm my, most of my family is irish catholic and it's like holy crap I, i'm glad that i didn't get to go through all of this and then there's a scene when when ricky's out <clears throat> with his mom or his adopted mother and then the nuns are coming and they're shopping behind him oh yeah and it's like the most horrifying music ever yeah. it's like bang and they disappear, and they come out, and it's that itself is like a huge stalking like scene, and it's just nuns going shopping behind him. Yeah, <laughs> it freaks him out. It builds him up, and he's trying to he's he's explaining this to to the shrink, and the shrink's just going, mm, "This is awful. I'm out of tape." <laughs> that, that shrink also gets like wildly inappropriate, where he's just like, and then Billy starts asking him, or uh, Ricky starts asking him questions. And then the shrink just starts telling him stuff about, like, well, we never had children, uh, blah, blah. And he's like, well, why am I telling you this? So like, <laughs> like, he's such a criminal mastermind. <laughs> the, uh, one of the other flashbacks is, is is Billy being suited up at the toy store. Yeah. Because I guess Billy wrote him a note during his yeah. brand page and sent it to him. He's <laughs> like, I never saw you again after this, but here's all my memories. Yeah. Just like, this is exactly what's going to happen, guy. Did, did he take a break in between killing everybody and write a little note to his brother at the orphanage? <laughs> and who, like, gave, who hand-delivered this note? I That's what I'm saying. Like, this, note, this note's probably evidence. He's just like Professor X, and he's just like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> it's like memories to you. <laughs> And it's by the way, it's the the suit that Billy wears in the first film is the exact same suit that he wears, like his that got the Santa that killed his parents. Yeah. So when he has a flashback as, of the robbery, there's actually a scene of the robbery that he's watching in television on the movie screen. That's in the movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he takes the girl on the date. This is right before he goes on his main rampage. So he meet, he takes the girl out. He's they're having a good time. Her boyfriend shows her ex boyfriend shows up. Is a real fucking prick. Yeah. Ricky has his own anger issues. He disappears from it. He comes back. Then they go, and then that, <laughs> it seems like it's the same day. Did they go to the movies in the daytime? I yeah. think so. I think so. It looks okay. like they were in the movies in somebody's basement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like <it> God. Was, <laughs> like, it wasn't honestly, a big budget for this movie. They couldn't afford a real, a real theater. The first few people they kill in this movie, I'm not real angry about. Cause no! That, that guy, the boyfriend, he was just a dick. Right, and, and now the rampage begins. Yeah, then yeah. After the boyfriend, you're like, okay, well, that guy didn't deserve it, or whatever. He was just taking his trash out. <laughs> He's like, what? No. <laughs> just... Hit it, Dave. You want to talk about this rampage? It's, oh. it's, it's the only scene in the movie that's actually really, really good. Yeah, and he just well, let's see. He he kills the guy. He kills the he kills the first guy. The boy, the ex boyfriend the, the of the girl she's dating. Then he he then, puts him against the uh, his his own car because he's working on a Mustang. He walks up, and by the way, Ricky is Mustang. even bigger than Billy. Yeah, like I don't know what they went. I guess they went to Gold's Gym and started casting this role. They're feeding him well in this this, this orphanage. Fucking a man! So he just picks him up, throws him on his on his on the on the inside of his car, and takes the jumper cables and kills him uh, with yeah. you know enough power from a battery. And I don't know. His eyeballs blow up. Yeah, it's really it's good actually. Yeah. Yeah, he uses the antenna to, to strangle Jennifer. Oh, I know, and she didn't deserve it. She was just like, yeah. you know what? I don't think we want to date anymore. You just killed my ex-boyfriend. Yeah, well, before that, he stuck an umbrella through somebody, and then, and then like, the umbrella comes out on the oh. other side. <laughs> <laughs> it's all covered in blood. 
And the security guard's like, hey, you, stop. And then Billy just takes his gun, fucking shoots him. Now he's got a gun. He shoots yeah. that poor kid across the street who's wearing like a, like a, like a, just like a, like a Dallas Cowboy outfit. He just shoots him. There's, by the way, yeah. nobody's walking outside besides that guy. And the cop shoots up and gets right in his face. If you're watching <laughs> on YouTube, I'm like right next to Dave. Yeah. You better stop. Don't take my gun. You stay right there. Yeah. And he looks like Barney Fife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like but, the first time a cop ever showed up to stop something. It's like this guy actually shows up. He's like, hey, stop. And you're like, well, that would never happen in real life. <laughs> His car has yellow lights. I'm not going to take him serious. Yeah. It's not even red or blue lights. It's yellow light. Yeah. Like hazard. Like, eh, I might have to pull you over. <laughs> Yield. <laughs> then he gets to the garbage day scene. That's the great thing. It's the great. The guy's just taking out his trash. Garbage, garbage day. day. Oh. <laughs> it's so good. You can just stop right there. I don't, you don't even know, need to explain the rest of the movie. Well, he walks and walks and walks. The cops actually, I like it. He walks across that intersection and they have a roadblock. And he's just like, oh, well, how's it going over there, guys? And oh, then, that's right. Because you get the car that the, the car that flips right there, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Which they really did. And it almost, it looks like it almost hit him. It came, it come was, re- came really fucking That close. was a straight up like trauma car flip. Where it was just like, it <laughs> <laughs> just like flipped over on its side. And I don't know if that was actually Freeman or was it a stunt double or whatever. But it was like, like you said, it was inches from his fucking head. Yeah. And you watch that in slow motion. And I'm like, holy fuck. And then the cops show up. And then what's it going to happen? What's he going to do? I'm going to kill myself. Kill himself. With an empty gun. Wah, wah, no, yeah, we have to arrest you. No. Also, <laughs> after he like kills people, he'll just like shoot somebody, and then he just kind of laughs to himself, or he shoots somebody, and he goes, <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> like, the whole time, it's just so funny. And I like it. They go to, uh, they go to uh, uh, Sister Margaret, and they're like trying to talk to her. Or like, I guess it's the new Sister Margaret character. And they're, they're like, Oh, we don't know where, where, where he's going to go. And they're like, He's gone over Miss Mother Superior, dude. Yeah. Well, she's not here. She had a stroke. And obviously turned to the Toxic Avenger Wait, as well. Yeah, what happened to her face in between I one I and two? I don't know. I kept thinking, I was like, was there something from part one? Did she catch on fire and I just forgot about it? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, she's like, Life it. happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not the same actress. I guess that was their way of trying to like cover up that it's a different, completely different actress. Maybe she was flipping through channels and accidentally saw some porn and punished herself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> she looks like she got dumped in one of those Jason Takes Manhattan like toxic waste barrels like it's just like a whole fucked up face it's so bad she gets hers does she does she yeah she does her fucking head just rolls right off what stays on there conveniently for a very long time before it falls off i like to think that he designed that beautifully it's a beautiful set you walk in she's there to greet you and then they're just trying to shake her like you okay no (laughs) i'm not okay she obviously wasn't I know, and that scene is so funny because she turns around, she just screams at the cop, and then Ricky's right there. Yeah. There's like, I guess he was there the whole time. I like how you're all shaking your head. He's like, you don't know time. either. There's no way to explain it, man. There's, Dude, no, there's never a way to explain it. No, poor Ricky. I yeah. actually felt bad for that. Poor Ricky. Sorry. Well, I mean, you know, poor Ricky, but when you get to Silent Night, Deadly Night 3. Holy fuck. Ricky's been replaced, and who's playing Ricky now? <laughs> None other than Bill fucking Mosley. Oh shit! He's got a transparent brain. Dome. He's got a, He's got like think uh, if you've never seen it. Think uh, Bruce Campbell, man with the screaming brain. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. Yeah, same thing. Except yeah. like a Jello bowl. He's got a Jello bowl on his head. I don't know. Full of Kool Aid, just shaking around. And it's got like one bleeping light. And what we're talking about is Bill Mosley replaces uh, um, Freeman as Ricky. Yes, he's in a coma. Correct. Yes, because half of his head is missing. <laughs> Yeah. Do they explain that? No. You think it's shot in the head, though, right? 
Okay. Get shot in the chest. That's not how it works, man. <laughs> it's, it's exactly how it works. Well, he was in a coma, and they did experimental surgery on him. Now he has a psychic connection with Mara. They, so oh, yeah. they brought in a psychic this time. They're like, hey, get in this killer's mind. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Yeah, it didn't take them seven movies to get to a psychic connection. <laughs> <laughs> Only three. <laughs> so this movie is batshit nuts, and it's kind of boring. And the director is Monty Hellman. Okay, I looked him up. He did Tulane Blacktop, which I fucking love. Beast from the Haunted Cave, which is an interesting movie. Uh, he shot extra scenes for Fistful of Dollars, and he's the producer on Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. <laughs> what the that. fuck? Like... So he has made some good choices in his life, then. Okay. And then he did yeah. that. <laughs> this movie, it's just really boring. It's got that guy, Benjamin, from Twin Peaks, who plays the uh, doctor in it, Dr. Newberry. He was in Twin Peaks. That was the other guy I recognized from this movie. And there's the scene where he says, you know how a pea brain gets his belt off? And it's like, a little oh my god! <laughs> I love it. It's very well well written movie. Yeah. yeah, it had some good moments, but there was some like so. The gist of this one is, is she has a psychic connection with 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 Ricky, and uh, he wakes up. He Ricky wakes up. I was excited. I, I was expecting like Carry On Ice. It's yes. fucking you know yeah. someone entertain. No, I didn't get that. I think it's the not. thing about it is like like it's the. Uh, well, she's blind. Uh, she she is blind, but she has a psychic connection, so she's using another sense, I guess. I don't know. Well, when you go blind, your other sense is heightened. <laughs> yeah. So she's doing, a, the internet. she's <laughs> doing a sleep study in the same place that Ricky is being held Yeah, for experimentation. And then, uh, you know, true haunting style, yeah. you know, a little Shirley Jackson twist. Uh, hey, you're all connected. What he's do you like, know? He wakes up and he's like, Laura. Oh my god! Yeah, it's so bad. It's all like Dune, like inner voice shit. Yeah, <laughs> Bill yeah. Mosley wasn't too far away from Texas Chainsaw Two when he did this movie. Either, no, I think no. so. I'm just like, well, he, well, he did it afterwards. Was it after this? Oh movie? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's warming up. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, I believe, is the very first uh, film that Bill Mosley ever did. Yeah. He did the Texas Chainsaw Manicurist, and then yeah, he got that yeah, role. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, and then this was like Close Crash and Burn era. Army of Darkness background yeah. guy. That that's this era. He's got the fucked up face. Yeah, he looks great. That's what happens when you get shot in the stomach. You get a little mold. <laughs> the thing about this movie is like, so there's there's some things that are just like, okay, whatever. I guess this will happen. So like Ricky breaks out, right? After he's already killed people in the hospital. So he's on the side of the road in his fucking robe, like his his hospital gown, like Brain all hanging out, like hitchhiking. Somebody pulls over to pick him up. And the guy's like, what are, yeah. you, what are you doing for Christmas? I can't remember this before or after the toboggan, the beanie on his head. No, oh, that's before. That's the most yeah. unconvincing. Yeah, that's right. Before, because okay, yeah, he has yeah, to yeah. kill the guy to yeah, take, his, right. take his hat. Oh. The guy doesn't even mention the big bowl on his head. Yeah, he doesn't even. This <laughs> is a normal thing. That guy's a saint. He's like, you know, look at this strange fella out here. Let's get him. They must have been filming this in Canada, because none fucking Americans wouldn't fall for that shit. No, I guess they would. Oh, yes, they would. Nah, never you put an American it. flag on that guy. You'd be all right, dude. If I'm driving down the road and some guy with his brain showing with a bowl like and a little beep, I would not stop. And yeah. if I did stop, the first thing I would be like is, "Holy shit, what the fuck is on your head?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my and god! Then he, and then he breaks into this old lady's house, and she's just like, "Let me get you some dinner." She yeah. just shares a Thanksgiving dinner. Man, the fucking '80s were a wild time, guys. I my, one of my notes was I, I didn't even realize she was blind until like ten minutes into the movie. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we wa- we watched this one together, and Steve's like, "Holy shit, she's blind!" Oh, that's right. I forgot. Dave and I watched this movie together. Yeah, because it was off last oh. week. It's like, hey, you want to come over at fucking midnight and watch Silent Night, Deadly Night? 
Fucking three. I just wanted to be like Carry On Ice or fucking Daredevil or something cool, and goddamn it is not. And then you bring in the singer from Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. I wrote down. I just wrote down curly headed fuck and his bitch girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, she's terrible too. And she look and is and that's her. That's the blind girl. That's her brother. And he's dating someone who looks exactly like his sister, which is kind of weird. That yeah. is that is weird. Yeah. Hey, his sister will never know if she's blind. He's also got the Canadian tuxedo on, Canadian. as you do in the See, 80s. I said it. I said we were watching. I was like, Ace is going to comment about this guy's Canadian tuxedo. <laughs> well, you have, so nice. Does anybody else have anything else on this one? Because I've really got to go to the – I really oh. want to talk about number four. All, well, at the, at the My, end of it, they kill that guy, and he goes – he's like, he's like, is it live or is it Memorex? Oh. A timely reference. That's beautiful. <laughs> no, my last note was Bill Mosley is thumbing it down the road and gets picked up by the Jeepers Creepers van. Yeah, it was the Jeepers Creepers van. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Creeper picked him up. That would have been a great movie. You, you have Carrie – yeah, fucking Brainiac. <laughs> I don't know. Then you got the Creeper. Yeah. We can dive d- dig right into Silent Deadly Night 4, or also known as Initiation. The best one in the series. Also known as Bugs. Bugs. Which they the- should have oh, called it my- Bugs. Yeah, they, this movie should not have been related. If they'd have just taken out Silent Night, Deadly Night, just you know, called it Bugs. Yeah, this is one of those films. It's yeah. a it's a Brian Eusner film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so it's very... It's very a uh, lot of a lot of body bo- uh, body, body horror. Body horror. Uh, there's lots of lots of gross things in this movie. Yeah, I and, love using the films. I love his use of like body and slime and all that. It's very David Cronenberg without like yeah. is that much talent. Uh, but and he always employs Screaming Mad George. Oh, and I yeah. love that dude's effects. Yeah, all this stuff is like total body, like Return of the Living Dead Three, Bridery Animator, Society. Like all those are just like gross body movies. Yeah, what's weird about this movie? It's kind of a female empowerment movie, isn't this the one, or is it the fourth one? No, this this is the fourth. This is this is the fourth one. This is the fourth. I'm thinking four or five. I can't remember one of them. It's just like super woman empowerment, and I believe it's this one. It is. It is this one because this movie starts off with our with our uh, other Ricky because Ricky gets cast every time. Clint Howard. Yeah. (laughs) The only connection to Silent Night Deadly Night is that there's a guy named Ricky. He finds a hamburger on the ground. He no opens, cheese. He opens it up. It's like, no cheese. And then close it because it's got bugs on it and starts eating it. And then this lady with half of her body on fire just jumps off a roof. That's a great beginning. It is. Yeah. It is. It's intense. It's, it is. But I, I've, like, fucking, I lost my shit when they show, when they show the body chalk outline. <laughs> because, like, it's, it's only yeah. a chalk outline from the fucking waist out. The rest of it's just burned. Cause, like, we're not talking about she's on fire. Like, her bottom half melted. Like, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, you also get Reggie Bannister in this one. Yeah. Mr. Reggie Bannister, everybody. He's the newspaper boss. He's, a, he's, he is the newspaper boss. Um, what else do we have? And he's an asshole too. Well, uh, Neth Hunter is uh, as Kim. She started her career as a as a model in Paris from the Hubert du Givenchy. He's a very bit, a high you know high couture guy. I don't know, but uh, she was in Fright Night Part Two, Near Dark, Less Than Zero, and Carnosaur Two. Mm. Oh, Carnosaur! The best of the Carnosaurs. Yeah, and Maude Adams is a fucking Bond girl. Yeah, she's octopus. She is octopusy. Yeah, uh, she's also in A View to a Kill. And I think she's in The Man with the Golden Gun. Yeah, she is. Uh, Rollerball. I put that on there. She, I forgot. Um, Alice Beasley is the one with the really annoying voice. She's like in Moonlighting with Bruce Willis yeah. and Sybil Shepard. Yep. I kept, I was watching. I was like, man, I've seen her somewhere before. I just can't remember Reggie where. Bannister. 
Tommy Hinkley as Hunky Dude Hank. He's like he's like. <laughs> He, he's the dude that she keeps fucking throughout the whole movie, but still kind of hates. Oh yeah, his biggest role that I remember was in Little Vampire as the dad. Yeah, we we <laughs> got to we got to talk about this Hank guy too. Like, yeah, some things about me this guy bothers me. I've got a bunch of notes about this movie. Oh shit, hit us. and we don't have to go through everything. Uh, some of them probably just don't make 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 sense. Like we just got bloody nuts with an exclamation point behind it. <laughs> no, the the, the 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 one guy. She so she's a reporter. She's trying to be a reporter, right? Our heroine. And she takes care of the calendar. <clears throat> yes, she she does the classifieds and she does the calendar. So Kim goes and she's trying to investigate. Like, hey, somebody caught on fire. So she goes and talks to this guy. He's a, he owns a he owns a butcher shop, and like he's you know, like, the Chinese butcher that yeah. does a karate chop on a candy machine to make it <clears throat> yeah. work. I'm like, good job there. And then Houston. hands her, and then hands her like bloody nuts. That's that's why he's covered in blood. <laughs> and then he wipes <laughs> off his hands. After he hands them to her, like she was the fucking gross one. And people, we're not talking about him, like in the shop. He's on the street yeah. talking to her, and we're like, "Yeah, this is what happened." And you know, the karate chop. I was like, "What are you doing, Bruce? Ryan? What are you doing, yeah. buddy?" And this is supposed to be a female empowerment movie. Empowerment movie written by three dudes. It yeah. doesn't really hold. I don't up know. Well. She's like they like they make her out to be a reporter, but she's like the world's worst reporter. Like, well, she's she's, <laughs> like, she's running, starting out. She's, she's running the classifieds, dude. She's trying to <laughs> like, trying to get a big break. She but, can't figure out that these group of women are like in a like a oh, cult. Yeah. yeah, because she goes into the bookstore and like <laughs> and like this. she says she's she's looking around and fucking Ricky's there being a creep, <laughs> and everybody's fine with it apparently. And he touches her, and she's like, get away. And then the bookstore owner comes over and is like, can I help you? She's like, I'm looking for a book on spontaneous combustion. Because you know what? In the 80s and the 90s, you could have caught on fire at any moment. Hell yeah. yeah. Toby there was Hooper a, made a movie about there it. Was, there was a point in my life where I really thought that that, was gonna, that shit was going to happen. It's it like- happened all the time. Because <laughs> then we didn't have the internet. We didn't fucking know. We just see all these movies, and like, you know, ABC does a special report about somebody just bursting into flames. It's like, yeah. what's the meme? It's like that, uh, a quicksand, and Bigfoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> None of those have been relevant in my life at all. And occult bookstores run every corner. Hell that's yeah. Right. That's right. That's right. But uh, this is obviously the point where we're like, are they witches? Is there is there a witch in the house? Because there's all these ladies come out, and they're like, oh, you like occult stuff. It's just like they just come out of the woodwork. They just come yeah. out. Of, they just come out of the woodwork. It's like, oh, you all just hang out in a bookstore all day. Well, the first clue is when she pulls out a uh, bowl full of those moths from Silence of the Lambs. It's just like, would you like one of these to eat? She's like, oh, I haven't even had lunch today. Thanks. That was a, that was a death's like, head moth. It, it was, was a, like a date or something like yeah, that. It just, it it's the cocoon. Yeah, and it, it looks, really is. It looks yeah. just like it. It's like a cocoon for a bug. Also, like, yeah, yes. I had, uh, my note: the '80s were really unsanitary because you're just handing out fucking dates in this bookstore, <laughs> and like, she just spits it in her hand. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe after COVID, I'm just thinking about things r- way different. We were tougher in the '80s, Dave. But one thing, one thing that that I didn't notice, like there was a lot of stuff in the background. Like they have like these skulls and like faces on the wall and stuff, and it was really cool until they fucking pan directly in on them. It's just like you should have left it in the background. Yeah, it's as not, something subtle, you know, not not like right in your face. Make it kind of moody, but no. But uh, then fucking using it kicks it up a fucking notch, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> because this movie, there are roaches everywhere. You don't like roaches? This is not the movie. This is not you. your movie. This is an all female insect worshiping cult, and it's not half bad actually. But is yeah. it a Silent Night Deadly movie? Not Silent Night Deadly Night movie. Fuck no. no. No, not at all. No. Not at all. It's barely Christmas. The only Christmas scene you get is when her like anti-Semitic sexist yeah. drunk dad shows up and he's like, Oh, Christmas, you're Jewish. 
ah, I hate you. Just well, let me tell you about let me tell you about Jesus Christ because she goes to Hank's Hank's parents' house and she see her serves with those, those weird cocktail wieners like pigs in a blanket. They're a family recipe. Like shut up, bitch. You got this from Betty Crocker. Like, yeah. Don't. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. But yeah, then the dad gets. See what, what really fucked me up is like, why does she hang out with this dude? This dude, like, they leave after her dad, like, or after his dad says a bunch of shitty things. Oh, to he's him. awful. He's like the and worst. He, another anti-Christian yeah. movie. He's like, the man should, the woman should be in the, in the kitchen, and the woman came from a man's rib, and all. I mean, well, he just spouts yeah. all this shit. The point I was trying to make is he tries to fuck her right in his front front of her parents' yard, in like oh, her yeah. parents' front yard, <laughs> and like he's like, sorry, my dad's Semitic. You want to do it? No. No, she doesn't want to do it. Um, I did make some other notes, and I'm going. I'm going to briefly skin over them because I've, I've got. I've got to talk about a few things. One, Yuzna wanted to know what the roach budget was because there's roaches fucking everywhere. <laughs> she walks into her apartment. Right, there are roaches That's in the huge. sink everywhere. Any everywhere. She's just like, uh, turns on the faucet, sprays them with the stuff, and then goes down to sit sits down to eat her food she just prepared. And she sees one fucking roach and a piece of bread across the way and f- fucking loses her shit. Yeah, and I remember her food was like Lovecraft pasta or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was very, it, it turned into another symbol and then there's like another giant roach. It's and on the wall. Like, it's like and it's this on big. The, it's, it's like, it's, <laughs> it's the huge. size of a dog. Yeah. It's knocking shit over. Um, oh, you know what else Screaming Mad George did the fix for, which was Nightmare on Elm Street 4, Uh-oh. which also figured has a gigantic roach that a woman turns into yeah. and smashed. I think this needs to be looked into. Did Screaming Mad George have a roach fetish? He's Screaming got Mad a George. bug fetish for sure. That dude, if you've watched any interviews with Screaming Mad George, he is a maniac. I love it. <laughs> He's not talked about enough. It's like him and Steve Wang. Yeah. They need to be fucking like put on a pedestal because they really helped fill in the gaps when it came to lower budget movies that yeah. had really good special effects. Yeah. Yes. This is he one did. of them. Yeah. That he did. There uh, are so many things that are really. He did Arena. He did Arena. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. Good, which has big the bugs that fight each other. <laughs> <Big> yeah. <bugs>. <laughs> <laughs> good call. I think we're seeing the connection. But yeah. there were there were other things in this movie. There was like they they they, they do these rituals and. There's giant. I've got a note giant, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your note on uh, this? My note is so mod, which is the uh, octopusy, by the way, is the queen of a coven of witches that are working to bring about the mouth birth of a giant cockroach slug that Clint Howard cuts in half and then squeezes the poop out all over Kim's face after she pukes it up. I'm not making this up, by the way. And yeah. uh, so you you go from a female empowerment movie to a male fantasy splooge fest in like 10 seconds. Yes. Yes. Good job, Yuzna. There's so many times in this movie where that woman should have just been like, "I'm out." Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like there was there was a t- like she goes she she goes into uh, she goes into uh, Maud's house and uh, or her apartment. Yeah, and uh, she makes her the tea. She, she makes her tea. <laughs> Maud makes her tea, drugs her, and then gets pissed off when she spills the drugged tea. Yeah, it's like make up your mind. <laughs> what are you trying to do here? What's she your... drugs the tea right in front of her. <clears throat> yeah, she's oh, just like, oh, let me this, put is, this in here. This quick. is elder bark. Don't worry, it's going to taste a little bit better. You won't remember a thing. The after the whole uh, uh, the uh, the the weird splurgy face impregnation bug thing comes out of her mouth and she runs away and, and then she, she runs she runs to Hank's. She runs to her no, she runs to her apartment. Hank has the key in. She walks in, he's yeah. wearing the most shittiest bedgown of Motherfuckers dress like Ebenezer Scrooge. How are you gonna dress like John Travolta from Greece one day and then Ebenezer Scrooge when you go to bed? My dead granny would not wear that fucking outfit. I'm just saying it I actually made a note about that. But then you get like fucking Ricky comes in and again oh, yeah. only the only way it's connected 
There's a guy named Ricky. So you, just mental note. This is not the same Ricky, but that the name is, yeah. <clears throat> so he comes in. He's like, I'm taking you back and blah, blah, blah. Well, no, wait, he they're, sits they're, on the bed they, while they're, they're banging. That's right. I, I, oh, sorry, yeah, they start class. fucking. Yeah. The, the bugs come everywhere. The toilet starts overflowing. It's very angel yeah. heart. It should have been a red flag <laughs> for him, which earlier in the movie she was like, I don't want anything to do with you. And now she's like crazy horny, which should have been like, hey, maybe you changed in the last 24 hours. What's going yeah, fucking on? Fucking Clint Howard just comes in and starts watching <laughs> sits on the Andy Griffith's show. No, he, he starts watching, he starts watching uh, part three on the TV. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that was the inside joke. I was going to say, he sits down, flips on the TV while they're fucking, and just starts watching TV. Yeah. It's an, it's an XL 100 RCA tube TV, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nerd. Yeah. You think? <laughs> He's just having a ball, man. <clears throat> and then there's some murders and stuff. Well, and Hank jumps up. He's like, who the fuck are you? And Clinton smiles and says, the Santa Claus killer. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the only connection. Is her friend show up there? Yeah, her friend. Of, well, well, her, her friend, friend who helped her get the job at the at the newspaper yeah. who worked for the, uh, what's her face, from uh, Moonlighting. Yeah. That's yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Spoiler, she's a witch, too. She, they're, yeah. all in, they're, they're all in They're all in it because you know what? Cahoots. They want to find out. They, 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 they want her to, to be the one. So, at this point, is this where they have the weird sex? Or- it is where they have the weird sex orgy. It gets so all they, eyes they, wide shut. Exactly. Okay. That's the exact note I made. So they have Clint. They, they, Clint Howard takes her back, and like you've got. You Clint make it Howard. sound like they're like in a relationship. No, no. <laughs> takes her. Takes her back take, to the coven. Takes, takes her back yeah. to the coven, and then he comes out with like. Uh, uh, He's wearing the rapes fucking mask, mask from a Clockwork yeah, Orange that Clockwork Alex orange. wears. Right. And what's he do? Mask. He has sex with her, and it's in. You got these old ladies all lathering her up. I'm pretty sure that's how Clinton Howard always has sex. Yeah, (laughs) there's like slabs of beef hanging around by Hellraiser chains. Yeah, it's it is the weirdest. He puts a worm in her belly button, and it comes out of her mouth. It's an impregnation like (laughs) ritual. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and and the makeup is is amazing, but it's really hard to watch. Oh yeah, it's it's fucking fucking weird. And then it goes on. Then from there, she she wakes up the next day and. Fucking butchers that with the bloody nuts. It was like, <laughs> hey, are you okay? And another witch comes up, like, you can go. And then she tries to go on her own way. But guess what? She can't just go do whatever she wants. She has to complete the ritual. What she needs to do? She needs to kill a child. Yeah. She needs to go get. We haven't uh, talked about Lonnie. <laughs> she go get. <laughs> little Lonnie. Little, little Lonnie. Lonnie. Yeah. Hank's, Hank's little brother, little Lonnie, a sweet, innocent kid. Well, because if she doesn't, she's going to, from the waist down, burn. Yeah, because I keep showing this picture of Lilith to her. Lilith is the original wife of Adam in the Bible. And, yeah. Yes. She has the, what's the name of that book? It's like the Virgin Goddess something book that she gets from I've never read it, Ace. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's the book that Don't happen to have that in the collection. Is that that, that the Harry Potter book? I don't think so. (laughs) It's in the movie. I can't remember. It's like the name of the book. I know. I just don't remember the name. It's like with the flaming woman. She's like, this is interesting. Yeah. (laughs) But that's supposed to be Lilith. That's the representation of Lilith that they keep showing to her. And she's like, what's up with this fire and swirly thing? And I forgot to mention, this is where they had a lot of the body horror stuff because, you know, when she was in that meat locker for the night, like... She's getting a lot of her her hands are doing weird things and her oh, fingers yeah. are all melting together. Very society. Edward oh, Pena's yeah, hands going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of the effects that comes into play later. Yeah, um, I think a lot of the effects were just just from society. It's just, it's <laughs> like, hey, we can use this. Um, so, what do they do? What does she do? She's like, I'm not going to go kill that boy. And then she starts catching on fire and gets in the 
gets in the shower because you know what puts out fire? Water. Water. Except if you're spontaneously combusting, because that doesn't help. No. It's from the but, inside. Uh, it's like a beer. grease fire. You gotta like stamp <laughs> it's a grease. it out. Yeah, you gotta stamp it out. Here, step on my legs. You need uh, some flour just to put all yeah. put her out with the flour. So at this point, Ricky comes back and gets her and he's like, You gotta you gotta do this. You're gonna die. Yeah, I mean, Ricky helps her. And, Ricky helps her because he's he's a helpful guy. Yeah, Clint Howard is uh is as disturbing as always in this movie. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, he, he's he's always slimy. He's yeah. always like covered in shit. He looks like bug that pad. He looks like the bug guy from Hellraiser. Yeah, he's just gonna <laughs> reach in a thing of crickets and just eat him. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, it's like he made this and Ice Cream Man back to back or something because he looks exactly the same. Yeah, he always looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> Not in Rock and Roll High School. He looked, uh, you know, very yeah. class. Well, this was 1990. <laughs> he's beaten down by then. Dude, he's been bald since he was in like BJ or what was that? He was in the he's ben, in Star Trek or Little Ben or. Gentle Ben. Oh, my God. <laughs> like he's been Gentle Ben. Yeah, I felt bad for being he's bald in my 20s. Bad. That kid was bald at eight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's in the episode of Star Trek where his voice is dubbed like, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he is. He's a little bitty kid, too. Little bitty. Um, But, you know, Kim gets, we're not going to go through the whole thing, but she. It's only like five minutes left. Well, yeah. The whole movie. <laughs> yeah. She goes and gets the kid. She's like, "Hey, come out, come outside. We got some. Your brother's in the van. Yeah, your brother's in the van. Go get in the van." And fucking Ricky goes in there and fucking strangles everybody. And he's got a very, he got a very, uh, very Henry portrait of a serial killer moment with yeah. the VHS. But a lot more fun. Yeah, a lot more fun. A lot less creepy. Yeah, the uh, the them him killing the dad was like really awesome. He kills this shithead like sexist, racist, fucking old dad with strangles yeah. him with because he's holding the VHS camera and he's like, hey, I'm going to film our fantastic holiday. Yeah. And then the, the camera flips and hits and then you just you see him getting strangled out and the lights go out and it's, it's be- why are you looking at me like it's a beautiful scene. Very symbolic. <laughs> the guy deserved it. <laughs> he was a jerk. But they get, to, they, they get, they, they get, they get little Lonnie. You get little Lonnie. Little Lonnie. Lonnie's so stupid. They're like, get in the van and then he doesn't just leave. He just jumps in the back. He's like, where is it? Where, where are they? Anyway, and uh, Lonnie's name is the actress Conan Usna. Is Conan that, is that Usna? Is that Brian Usna's son? Yes, there's a oh. lot of Usna. I didn't know he's that. actually in society. Well, I was not aware of that. Yeah, maybe. you learn something new every day. He's in four and five of the Silent Night Deadly Night movies. Well, at this point, what do you get? You get witches. You get the coven, and now you see that this was all just a big job interview, so she could be her new daughter. It's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, just fill out the resume next time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, this is the weirdest. This is the hardest. Think if Barnes & Noble did this every time you got a job there. <laughs> I don't <laughs> they would know. have no employees. It's the weirdest bookstore to meet your family. Yeah. Your future um, family. So her choice is to kill this kid or, you know, burn. And she's 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 thinking about it. She's thinking about it. and uh, She combusts? No, she doesn't Well, combust. she starts to burn. Thinking about it for too long. No, probably. no, no. I thought that she burned up her leg. Her fingers become all jelly-wellily, and then she makes like a the flesh sword. And no, then no, she she, she stabs. She stabs. Yeah, the the main witch first. Maud, yeah, with a knife because she's sitting by her like you got. Well, that do yeah, this. that happens. Too. Yeah, like gonna, I'm going to the like the, the. All right, fuck it. We'll get to that. The so her hands go. Day. Her hands go to <laughs> go to society. Edward Pizzer, and, yeah, yeah penis fucking, hands. She stab. <laughs> she stabs the main witch. Kills her. Is that the end of the story? No, <laughs> that's it. That's it. She's right. They're all dead. Rick, Ricky's dead. All the other witches are like, "You must be the one." It's like the end of the Matrix. Yeah. Oh God, no! <laughs> it just jumps yeah. around like Superman. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Watch it. I know everything. Now I'm going to jump off this building. 
Yeah, it's because she, the mom, jumps off the building in the same place that we find out that this is Maud's daughter who jumped off the building at the beginning of the movie. She lands in the exact same spot. Yeah, all the full circle of life. But like I said, th- this movie was really good. I really enjoyed it, and I'm sorry I fucking butchered it and bastardized it. But no, you should good. S- you should still watch it it's if you haven't seen it. Deadly Night movie. It's not. It's it just fucking forget about it. Just 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 say. It's the initiation. Really, if I, this is like one of those like where they took Hellraiser sequels and basically just had like we got a script already, just throw Hellraiser in there. We'll what can we do? This. Put, put CDs out there. Yeah. Well, so they did this with Silent Night, Deadly Night, and honestly, this movie's really good and it has that thing in the movie where you're like, there's like somebody out there and there's a whole bunch of people against him. And they don't realize it. Yeah. And I love I love movies like that. Fair and I, love, I like baby. this movie. Yeah. Yeah, you and find I, that everybody's against her. Yeah, and I love that. Like, especially like you're in there and you think, "Oh, the friend is here. She's going to save her." And she's like, "What are you doing? We got to get her out of here." And she's like, "You're like, no, she's against her too." Yeah, she cleans up the apartment where yeah. everybody gets fucking murdered. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, like this I, coven has a budget because they fix the door, they fix the yeah. windows, the carpenters. They clean up all the blood. It's like the end of American Psycho. Like everything's fine. You need to leave. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of speaking of being carpenters and making things, Silent Night, Deadly Night Five. Part five. The Toy Maker. Yep. Directed by Martin uh, Katrasser, who uh, wrote what, Friday the 13th Part 3, 4, and 5, I think. And in, I think he he helped Quentin Tarantino on all of his movies. Like, yeah. all of them. Like, he's like the script supervisor on every single movie he's ever put together, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And this one's uh, written by Yuzna, of course. I think yeah. he produced it. Yuzna. He produced it, yeah. He's yeah. Pr- pr- producer. It was written by him and Martin. And uh, we get to we get to see uh, a lot of the, our old our old buddies in this yeah. one too, Conan, Conan, <laughs> Conan, <laughs> Conan Usna, Conan Usna's back, Zoe Usna, Clint, Clint Howard, he's back as Ricky, <laughs> yeah, because why not? Not the same Ricky, but different Ricky. Uh, Neith uh, from from the last one, same character. Yeah, yeah. Kim. she plays Kim. She's back. <laughs> she shows up for no fucking reason. She's been on a Quaalude bender. Yeah, and this film starts with, bam, another sex scene. I don't know if you notice it or not, but like a lot of these movies either start with like a really weird, interesting, not interesting, a really kind of fucked up sex scene, or one is you're like, uh, another sex scene. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, young Derek is our, we're introduced to young Derek here. Yeah. Uh, who watches his parents bang a ring. Yeah. Which is scarring to any kid. It is fucking thing. It's it's really awful. You know what's even more scarring? Watching your dad get murdered after watching him bang your mom. Yeah, because there's like bing at the front door, and of yeah. course there's a gift in the thing. So what's he going to do? He's going to try to open it himself. Wait, yeah. fuck Christmas. It says don't open till Christmas. He opens it anyway. It's directed to him, and it says don't open till Christmas. That's what happens. Fuck that. When you open presents too early, your dad dies. <laughs> There's a spoiler, guys. Dad comes down the stairs like, what's going on? He's like, oh, it's a gift for me. He shoes him away, opens up the gift, and then what is it? It's a pokeball. Yeah. Big ball, opens up, kills his dad right in front of him. It's right in front of him. Take dead. that kid. <laughs> yeah, he That's bops it on his head, and like a little Santa head pops up, and it like rotates its smiley, and then it yeah. rotates around and goes, frowny Santa. And that's when the arms come out, and it's time to attack Dad. He didn't make it. He didn't make it. No, he didn't. Joe Petto made it. Joe Petto. <laughs> Joe Petto, the toy maker. Yes. We'll get, we'll get ready to introduce him. So it's been a week later, and Derek is not talking since his dad has been murdered right in front of him. So what's mom do? Take him to the toy store. Pretty sure that's what you do when you have a sad child. I mean, yeah. whatever. 
So no, I know you just saw some fucked up shit. Why don't you push that down as deep as it'll go and here play with this transformer? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get him a new uh, what was it, Megatron? Yeah, get him a, get him a new Optimus Prime or oh, Megatron. Is it Optimus, yeah. <laughs> Optimus Prime couldn't fly. No, he could. I'm sorry, Dave. He could fly. He only flew to the wall. <laughs> he couldn't see. <laughs> he wasn't structurally sound. Is the problem. Oh. And the store is owned by Joe Petto. Joe Petto. Who we are introduced to? Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Who is playing a guy in Breakfast at Tiffany's who is the most racist character ever in a movie. And I fucking <laughs> love that movie, but it's like the scene like from it's Evil awful. Dead where you have to jump over the tree rape scene. You're like, yeah. oh, Mr. lightly. Nope, fast forward. This, yep. is, this is the point where Mickey Rooney would do anything, though, right? He'd do anything for a paycheck. And this is the and bastard who <laughs> wanted the people from the first movie to die. I, yeah. I know you have a quote from that, Yeah, right? he says okay. uh, he wrote a letter in protest against the first movie where he said that the scum who made it should be run out of town for having sullied the sacredness of Christmas. And then it was, oh, how much money will you pay me to be in a sequel to this? Cha-ching. I'll take it. I'll take it. So he was in a sequel to this, playing a killer Santa that he wrote about how much he hated. I know, I know. And he does show up as Santa at the end. We're not spoiling anything for you. Come on, it's the Gore Club podcast. But yeah, his son is named... Pino. Pino. <laughs> wink, wink, not to say it. no more. Joe Petto and Pino. I just don't think I would ever take my child to a place called Petto Toys. <laughs> oh, I never put that <laughs> I together. I never like, thought about that. Like, there's your son, man. Look at the, look at this doesn't, no. You know, that guy, Petto, he sells <laughs> toys to children. Yeah. Gross. I think the only way it'd be worse if his name was Peter File. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Louis Saifier. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, where do well, they go? Pino is played by Bunt from Pumpkinhead. Yeah, Brian Brimmer, who's he's also great. in Society. Yeah, he's great. I love him in this movie. Less he, body horror in this. He one. is. He's. He looks like fucking Negan from The Walking Dead. Yeah, he's got like <laughs> leather, the leather jacket and the fucking like, and the red scarf. bandana around yeah. his fucking neck. I know. He's like he's really fucking weird, but he's actually a pretty good actor. Yeah, he makes masks. <laughs> I just had the store scares kids. He's his own. This, this, he's this movie's Tom Savini from Friday Thirteenth Part Five or Four. Yeah. Then they take that kid. Well, she takes him to the mall to go see the Santas at the mall. And who's the Santa? It's uh, Noah. Clint Howard. Clint, Clint Howard and Noah is we're one in- of them. And Noah. <laughs> yeah, we're introduced to the character Noah at the, at the toy store, who's kind of like following around. We don't know why yet. But we're going to find out. Because he's a creepy motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to hold that kid on his lap while they're like sitting. He's like, just stay here. And she's like, let go of my kid. And he he's gets like, excited. Oh. Like, he gets excited when he sees him. He's like, I want to be it. And Clint Howard's like, uh, okay, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Because he's supposed to go on break and he has to be Santa for some reason. Yeah, it's weird. I'm just curious. Like, so, so, so we've we established that some of these characters are the same. So this is absolutely not the same Ricky from the, from the last one. The it's one not. Was, they got eaten by the worms. <laughs> <laughs> and no. just somehow, I mean, we've already established that in this series that you can you can age nine years in the matter of three. Yeah. Uh, witches exist. Why can't this be the same Ricky? Yeah, good point. He just got eaten by a worm. Who cares? They yeah. had witches. It could have been Ricky, Ricky, Ricky. That's right. <laughs> the yeah. original Ricky. And this establishes that it's a Silent Night, Deadly Night film because Ricky is in it and seen. Yeah. This is much better <laughs> Silent Deadly Night movie compared to the last one, which has nothing to do with Christmas until the yeah. end because she's supposed to have the baby. Yeah. The new whatever incarnation of the world killer yeah. through the you know, through the, the witch cult. Goddess. And then she shows up in this movie to her friend and she's like, Whew, I've had a bad day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Same character. And she adopted Lonnie, who she saved from the last film. 
Yeah. So it is. Now, we're, we're skipping through the fuck out of this movie because I mean, it, it, we're coming to the end of our po- of our podcast episode. But the whole point is, is like this is much better Silent Night Deadly Night movie. Yeah. I'll, that, I'll, if anything, if you watch anything with this movie, the ending of this movie is the best part of it, and everything that leads up to it is awesome. <laughs> like, it's there's kind of it hits a lull a little bit in the middle, and then you get towards <laughs> they start. So there's the the boyfriend and the girlfriend are having sex. Of course. As you do. And all the toys start coming to life because they're made by Joe Petto. Yeah. He He's sneaks a fucking in. creep. <laughs> he, <laughs> he sneaks, sneaks in. in Mickey Rooney sneaks in with his Santa suit and just dumps them somehow silently while they're fucking their brains out yeah. into a hardwood floor area. And he's like, go get them, guys. Yeah. And it's like a hand. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a hand that's crawling up. And the guy's like, oh, baby. And he's just like all over her back. And he's like, yeah. And, and they keep moving the hand around <laughs> yeah, in different parts of each other's bodies. Going, yeah. Different hands. And then there's fucking a, Buzz Lightyear's going up his asshole. Yeah. There's like a, there's like a tank. Uh, there's a couple other things. They all shoot stuff. Um, they all shoot stuff. Yeah. They there's all like shoot army stuff. men. There's a dinosaur. There's a hand. Like the hand that makes no sense. I love that. It's like that scene from, uh, like, it's just like the scene from Toy Story where that Sid kid gets. <laughs> it's exactly like that. <laughs> I'm waiting yeah. for John Ratzenberger to be like, it's crazy in here. <laughs> yeah, except a little bit more violent. I don't think there was, there was no sex in Toy Story. So never no. mind. It's nothing like that. Not the version you saw. Well, tell us about the ending, Ace. Well,. The, well, uh, Steve. Well, Steve. <laughs> well, Steve. Uh, you it's funny that you asked that. Um, so she goes back. She finds out Joe Petto steals steals little Lonnie, puts him in a Christmas bag, puts him in Santa's sack. Oh, God. Takes him back to the toy store. That kid's been through a lot at this point. <laughs> Witches, and now he's got fucking Joe Petto. <laughs> Joe Petto has kidnapped him. <laughs> Which, when you get back to the uh, Petto's toys... I wonder, if, I wonder if he jumped in the pedo van. <laughs> yeah, it's in the pedo toy van. This is what they find that like there's the dungeon underneath the whole fucking thing, right? Yeah, isn't that where they the whole battle at the end happens? Yeah. Okay. They uh, walk down there, finds out, takes the mask off. Pino, Joe, Joe Pedo is Pino. It's Pino. And Pino killed Joe Pedo. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh shit! That's that's the plot twist I was waiting for. <laughs> well, that's not the twist, because the twist is. Pino's a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. He wants to. Oh, that's okay. This is what's fucked up. Again, like I just said, there's so many like weird sex scenes. Then he, he's, it's his mother. He wants to, like, it's like they're yeah. all connected. He just wants a mom. Right. <laughs> so what's he do? He rapes his mom. Yeah, he tries to bang his what mom. What the fuck Brian used to punish? As that, he, dude, that, no, that dude as you guy. notice, when he pulls his pants down, he's smooth like a Ken doll, so he <laughs> right. does not have the parts. He's just rubbing on her, and, which is great because it gives her time to get a weapon and kick his fucking ass. Yeah, but he's just like, he looks exactly like you would take the clothes off of a Barbie doll, and he's just like plastic and like pieces. But somehow this guy, Joe Petto, was smart enough to make a living, breathing robot that... Could just rape a person because that's what you would do if you make a robot. Was I guess I'd rather have to like giant that, number five just that, drive me around. That's weird. He's like <laughs> toy horse, evil robot. Yeah, <laughs> no make it evil roller robot, skates, son. murdering robot. The, just... the rocket skates were pretty cool. Oh yeah, rocket skates yeah. Were. So we find out that that Rick, Mickey Rooney's character makes these evil toys to kill kids because and he lost a kid of his own. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you kind of feel bad for this piece of shit. Yeah. No, you don't. He couldn't have a kid, therefore every child on the planet must die. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is much better than part 3. Yeah. 
I really didn't see that. Uh, I've kind of I've heard a little bit about this movie, but when I when we get to the end and he like takes his clothes off and he's just a, like a robot Ken doll, I really, I was just like, holy shit, this is like totally worth watching just for this one scene at the end of this movie. <laughs> it's all about the ending. Yeah. This series really hits its stride at the end. <laughs> yeah, they really go out with a bang on part five. <laughs> well, I had seen it a long time ago because Sven Gulli actually played it on his show. Oh wow! Yeah, since uh, Sven, Sven Gulli is an old horror host out of Chicago. And he played on his show, and this is the second Spin Gully because there was originally one from the early 70s, and then the show ended. And then this new guy, Rick Koss, took it over in, in 19, 18, 1980 and still does it on MeTV. Yeah. There you go. There's your, there's your plug, Spin Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for introducing me to this fucked up movie that's heavily edited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't get to see him say, like, mommy, mommy at the end of the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Humping away on mom. It's just, that's so disturbing. But yeah. you, you expect that from a Brian using the movie. Yeah. But Mickey Rooney didn't have any issue with that, though. He was in this movie. There's no issue with that. No, nothing. No, no problem. He wanted to keep his legs. <laughs> God. So that that is our uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night episode, everybody. Are you happy? <laughs> happy fucking I holidays. I know I am. Oh. I feel like a better person for watching part part four. I, I don't know. I'm 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 like a skin doll down here. I'm all smooth. And <laughs> You're all silky. smooth. There's nothing. There's nothing that got you excited today. You're just smooth and silky. Um, but uh, before we go, damn it, Dave. <laughs> I'm never gonna learn my lesson. I would say, what's your what's your favorite one in the series? But I think that's easy. But that that that's easy. And what your favorite kill is in the series? Oh, yeah. oh nice. Favorite yeah. kill. What's yeah. your favorite kill in the series? I know what. I'm not going to go for the obvious Linnea Quigley's, and I'm not going to go for the one that I know, which is the beheading from the ski guy. I'm going to go with garbage day. <laughs> <laughs> that's multiple kills. Not because it's actually a good kill, because it's so iconic and it's so stupid. It's only one guy, actually. He, he The guy's taking it out of his trash and he puts down the trash can and he goes, it's garbage day, and just shoots him. <laughs> I feel like two. shit if you... If that you... guy's reaction to that is what makes that scene for me because the guy's so confused <laughs> as to what's going on. I would, I would be too. It's garbage in the morning. day and the guy goes, what? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's recycling day. Yeah. What if he was wrong? Would he be like, take two? Sorry. Get up, buddy. Oh, shit. Ace. Ace, what's oh. your favorite? Oh, no. Film? You don't get out of this, buddy. Oh, it's uh, definitely the umbrella through the guy. Yeah, that was and a he, good like, one. he releases the umbrella, and then it pops out with the blood all So over. we're all just going with part two. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Is uh, that what yours is, dude? No. Insane, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go with Clint Howard. Uh Killing, uh, killing Hank. It was fucking weird, man. It was weird. It was it was weird because it was just like he's just torturing them the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's just like he's just stabbing him like right in the chest. Like, oh uh, yeah, that's he, weird. And he's just like, like okay, he's so like, Hank, he's like stop. Hank is the uh, Hank is the boyfriend from Part Four, right? Yeah, yeah. Hank okay, is the boy- yeah. like I thought. I mean, it wasn't like as brutal, but it was in a way because he like stabs him a couple times. He's like, "Please stop stabbing me!" Yeah, while they're in the kitchen, he yeah. gets there, he overpowers him, and little bitty Clint Howard gets him, and he just stabs him, and he starts, like, "Please stop!" So like then he attacks knife. him again in the bedroom. No, he tells him to leave him alone. Yeah. He was he was perfectly he was gonna leave him alone. He's just gonna go get go get Kim and just fucking leave. But no, he had to, and then he you don't get you don't really get to see it, but you you can only imagine because when he dies, you see Kim's under the bed. He's standing. Hank's Hank's right there, and fucking Clint Howard gets on a stool. I guess gets behind him, yeah. cuts his neck open, carves yeah. him up. There's like a mountain of blood. But yeah, but that or I guess that, a that water, scene, yeah. waterfall that, of that blood, scene, whatever. That scene just it, <laughs> it was it wasn't the it wasn't like the coolest like effect, but like it was very effective because weird. 
He's just weird. He just yeah. stabs him a couple times. He's like, oh, stop stabbing me. And he's like, leave me alone. Yeah, it's like a steak knife. He's just Yeah. Like, he yeah. stabs him yeah. several times. Over and over and yes. over. And these sequels just keep going. We haven't even gotten to the remake, and we won't be able to. No. Silent Night, which actually, no. I like that remake a lot. Mm. I was very surprised. I've seen bits and pieces. It's brutal as fuck. Yeah. There are scenes that are just like the original film. Um, it's got, what's her name from uh, uh, Sin City and um, uh, the uh, My Bloody Valentine remake. She yep. did this one as well. Yeah. Malcolm yeah. McDowell. No, that's not her. Wait, no, <laughs> that's no, not no, her no. name. No, no, no. Malcolm, but he's in it though, right? Yeah. From Clockwork Orange. And, yeah, I was, yeah. I was, yeah, he's the cop. And uh, is it Jamie Priestley? Is that her name? Is she in there? I can't remember. The cover of it is like the I, thing I, I remember spot the most every time that it happens. It's Don't like me. Santa Claus with like a flamethrower on the front. Yeah. Of right, <laughs> right, and it's it's really good slasher holiday movie. It's not Santa Slay though. Oh, Santa Slay! <laughs> I only know the first like third, like the first the, the, ten fr- minutes. The first of ten Santa minutes Slay. when they spent their whole budget, they're like, <laughs> uh, Fran Dresser, uh, James uh, James Con, uh, fucking Chris Kattan, you you guys are here. Just get in there, and they didn't even tell him <laughs> Bill Goldberg's gonna bust through the wall. Are you looking it up for us, Corey? I'm trying. Um... Silent Night. Is that actually all it's called? Oh, okay. Because there's one called Silent Night that came out in 2012, and then yeah, apparently that's it. that's it. There is a, another Silent Night Deadly Night remake set for release in 2022. Oh, that's awesome! That's why you're here. Oh God, well, who's the actress in it part in the, in 2012? Jamie King. Jamie King. Jamie, Jamie King. King. Corey for the win. Jamie King. Jamie Presley. <laughs> I'm putting fucking Nano Two and people together. Whatever. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for coming, hanging out. Happy holidays! I'm mm. glad none of our stories were completely awful. I can I can tell more. St- I'll tell a more awful one after the holidays. Oh shit! Yeah, I'm unlike sure. some of these uh, these sequels, but this is probably one of the worst franchises I've ever seen. Yeah, it's the, bad. The first movie is a ten for me. Like you don't I think love so? The first movie. I don't know, man. I've seen some pieces of shit out there. Before. Yeah, you know what? We haven't even talked about like all of the bad George Romero sequels to Dawn of the De- Night of the Living Dead because there's a lot. All the shot on video ones, and oh man, yeah. yeah. If you really want to get branched out, like Day of the Dead remakes and Dawn of the Dead subs, oh god, they just now keep, you're, they now just you're, keep, they keep making those things. Now you're just wish listing like you shouldn't do on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so we're gonna, out of here. Dave. We're gonna get out of here. Uh, you can find us on uh, Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Castbox, Verbal, Verbal dot com, Facebook. Uh, uh, t- uh, YouTube, uh, Twitch. I don't know. No, we're not doing Instagram. Twitch. We're Instagram, and uh, Steve's doing a, a a TikTok thing. I guess I don't know. I do it every once in a while. Okay, so we've got that too. And uh, thank you for all the countries that are listening to it. Well, all the people in the country, several countries that are listening to us. And yeah, I don't know. Merry Christmas, whatever. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. Bye.